Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Amen. It's also brilliant to have the children with us this morning. I don't think I'm very good at stuff for kids and adults all at the same time. So Lisa's done them a brilliant um, sheet to look at and colour in. And I just want to say to all the children, um, all of what I'm going to say is very relevant to you this morning, but part of it is particularly for you, children, and um, we want to pray for you towards the end of our gathering today, so be ready for that. Um, The context of what I want to say today is is sort of a few things. First of all, there's, there's lots of noise all around us. Many voices, many opinions, many commentaries on what we should be doing, how we should be doing it. Lots of criticisms of the government and of the, of the scientists and whoever it is and lots of accusation, lots of theories, some of them absolute nonsense and, um, well, theories, I suppose, by nature are pretty nonsense, aren't they? And lots of agendas, lots of noise, lots of demands and... Um, probably all of us starting to feel a bit busier again. Lots of demands on our time and our attention and, um, and lots of choice as to how we will reset our lives and our work patterns and our diaries and our calendars and, um, and our involvement in the life of the church. And in it all, it is vital that we hear one voice above all the others, and we respond to his invitation to us. And over the last few weeks, in in the midst of all the noise and all the demands and all the choices, um, I've been hearing the Lord say something to us that is really simple. Because it's Jesus, it's really simple. Because it's Jesus, it's really sensational. Because it's Jesus, it's all sufficient. And, um, and it's really just those three simple words. Come to me. Come to me. And so I want to say this morning, whoever you are, whether you're here in the room, it's great to have more people here this week than last week. And if you're at home, um, wherever you are, whoever you are, and whatever's happened in your life, And wherever um, you're listening to us from, and however young or old you are, there is an invitation for you and I today, for us today, an invitation from Jesus to come to him. And uh, I want to look at five times Jesus invites us to do that, briefly. Uh, A couple of them will spend a bit more time on, some just really brief. But five times that Jesus says, come to me. And the first is in Matthew 11. There should be some words up behind me at some point. Matthew 11. There they are. Uh, Verses 28 to 30. All these readings from the New International Version. Jesus says this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's the first invitation. It's an invitation to be refreshed, to be rested. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, 
and I will give you rest. That word weary, it kind of means um, depleted, exhausted. It has to do with toil and with both physical and mental labor. And the word burdened literally means to be weighed down. And in the particular context that Jesus speaks this, he's talking about, um, in particular, about the heavy load that the Pharisees had put on people because of the law, because of the Torah. And so the message translation that Jesus says, come to me if you're tired and you're worn out and you're burned out on religion. Come to me. I don't know whether you've ever felt weary or burdened, or perhaps in the last year or so in particular, you felt weary and burdened, and that might be because of health reasons, or anxieties, or uncertainties, or in in some cases some bereavements, or commonly through loneliness, through isolation, through a lack of contact. It's interesting, isn't it, how hugging's become a kind of mainstream headline topic in the news, people missing their hugs. Anybody missed a hug? Or if you're um, children and, and youth amongst us, some of the disruption at school, in and out of the classroom, exams rearranged, not sure what's happening, not sure how you'll be assessed, not sure what it means for next year or college or for university. Or just the rule following. That's been pretty tiring, hasn't it? <laughs> following the rules and trying to work out where we are and which stage we're at and Or whether its financial pressures have become a bit weary and a bit burdening and or its concern about our kids or our parents or our families. All these and so many more things can cause us to feel weary and burdened. And to be honest, I doubt if any of us have not felt the impact of some of those over the last year. Would that be a fair comment? We've all felt a little weary, a bit burdened at times. Because the reality is it's been tough, it's been tiring, and it's all been enough for any of us to put our hands up to that. And you know, Jesus knows, and he cares, and he loves us, and it's okay. He invites us to come to him. He doesn't say, you know, sort yourselves out, get on with it, get over it. He says, come to me, because I want to give you rest. And he says, actually, um, come to me, all of you. All of you. The the only qualification is is admitting you need it. Admitting that you need him to refresh you. He's not judging. He's not disapproving. He's not disappointed in us. He says, I'm gentle. I'm humble. And he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest invites us to come and exchange our heavy load for his light yoke, to be joined with him. He doesn't say, come through an intermediary, come through the priest, come through the elders, come through the power of Zoom. He says, just come to me. It's really direct. It's really personal. It's really immediate. We can try every therapy available. We can can rebrand everything as wellness. We can... Sample all the vitamins on the shelves. But the only way we will ever be free of weariness and burden is coming to Jesus. 
He's the permanent solution. He's the one who lifts the burdens and gives rest. And this morning, for all of us present in this room, for those listening at home, there is an open invitation from Jesus to come to him, to give him your burdens and let him refresh you. And I just pray as I continue to share a few things, you'd allow the Holy Spirit to just stir something in you this morning that longs to respond to that. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, because this morning, he says, I want to give you something. I want to impart something to you. And then there's another invitation. Jesus says, come to me, because I want to make you strong. There's some verses in Luke 6, 47, 48. Jesus is teaching them, and, and we know this story really well. It's, it's the story of Hot Rock, the house on the rock. Jesus says, as for any, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I'll show you what they're like. They're like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. And when a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. The second invitation I believe Jesus wants to make to us this morning is come to me and be made secure, be made firm, be made strong, or perhaps be re-strengthened, be re-established, be re-secured. If you come to me, if you'll build your life on me, if we will build on church on him, it will prove strong and survive storms. And how true that has proved to be in this recent season. How grateful we are that our lives and our churches are built on secure and solid foundations. This last year has shown us how vital it is that our foundations are strong, that our roots are deep. And maybe, like so many of us, you've wobbled a bit at times, or you've been a bit shaken or a bit battered in the storms, or maybe realized you need firmer foundations. You need deeper roots. Maybe you know you need to draw close, draw really close to Jesus, dig deep in his word. I love that alliterative statement of Jesus, dig down deep. He wants us to dig down deep into his word, into the words of Jesus, and to join in with others in a church that's secure. It really matters that we're part of a strong house. He's talking about building a house. And I just want to say this, um, and I may be preaching to the converted here, but after so much disease and fear and theft and robbery, the enemy's next big move will be to sow the lie that it doesn't matter if we don't gather If I can't sing the way I'd like, it's better not to come at all. Or how about this? Well, I've survived 18 months without gatherings. I'm I'm doing okay. I'm okay after 18 months. So maybe I don't need to make it a priority anymore. Maybe I don't need to... Maybe I can just join in when I want. Maybe I can just 
enjoy the meetings from the comfort of my home, peeling the spuds or sitting on the sofa or whatever you're doing as you watch and listen. I'm sure that's not happening right now, of course. But I just want to say this, it really matters. It really matters. It matters to others. It matters to me, and, and I hope it matters to you that I'm here. And, and so as it's, as it's appropriate and right and proper to do so, as we have opportunity to regather, it really matters. It matters to Jesus. Hebrews 10.25, there's a verse specifically all about this. Don't give up the habit of meeting together. If you make it a habit to stay away, you will not be okay. You will not be okay. The ecclesia, the church, is God's called out people. And and within the meaning of the word is, is a gathering together. It really matters. When we come together, gifts of the Spirit move and flow. We can lay hands on people. We can break bread around a table together. We can worship together. Our kids can be together. Our teens can be together. And so as we regather and enjoy these things, again, don't let him lie to you and isolate you. You hear my heart in this? You know, there's a verse in 1 Peter 5 where he says, Your enemy, the devil, um, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking who he may devour. He'd love to isolate us. Don't let him isolate us. Don't let him isolate our body. But there's an open invitation this morning to anyone who needs to be made strong or stronger. Come to Jesus and listen to what he says and put his word into practice and dig down deep and be joined in. And you'll never regret the impact it has on your life. And then there's another come to me invitation. This one is come to me and I will fill you. There's a lot to pray for this morning. I will fill you. John 7, verse 37, 38, 39. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me. And drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Simple invitation from Jesus come and drink, come and be filled. Come and let me fill you afresh with my spirit. Come and let let me put my hand on you so streams of living water, rivers of living water flow from within you. Jesus wants our church overflowing with living water, with all of us enjoying life in the spirit, all of us expressing the fruit of the spirit, all of of us experiencing the, the, uh, the moving of dynamic power amongst us. Without living water, we have nothing to offer the world around us. My neighbors need me to be filled with his spirit. Your neighbors need you to be filled with his spirit. And there's an open invitation this morning to anyone who's thirsty, who's thirsty, who needs to drink deeply of Jesus and allow streams of living water to flow from within you. Let the Holy Spirit stir you this morning be ready to receive something from him and then there's another invitation Jesus wants us to come to him because he wants to make us brave 
How about that? Jesus wants to make you brave. Children and teens, Jesus wants to make you brave. Here's the story. It's in um, Matthew 14, verses 25 to 29. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. And they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you. On the water. Come, he said. And then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. What an invitation. It's me. Come. He wants to, us to come to him and overcome some fears and receive courage and step out and be brave. And it's so easy to misread that story, isn't it? And if you read or hear about it, what, what you'll often hear is, is, is the next part of the story, which is then Peter saw the wind and he became afraid and he needed Jesus to reach out and save him from drowning. And, and it's as if Peter had no faith. But this is a follower of Jesus who sees Jesus doing something and says, I want to do that too. And believes that if he asks Jesus, if he can come to him, the, the invitation of Jesus might lead to, well, will lead to something miraculous. I'm not aware of anybody since then who's ever done it. This is a story of faith. Of course, there's some lessons in it. Keep our eyes fixed on him. Don't be overwhelmed by the surroundings. And when our feelings or our senses or our logic seems to contradict his invitation, hold on to his invitation. But I think the main lesson here is if, if you ask Jesus to make you brave, kids, this morning, if you ask Jesus to make you brave... He will say, come to me. And he'll be there waiting and cheering you on. I, I just wonder what Jesus thought as he saw Peter walking towards him. Must have, I don't know, lots of things we could say. If you've been discouraged, he wants you to take courage this morning. If you feel you've lost your voice, he wants to help you speak loudly again this morning. If perhaps you've been too timid, he wants to make you bold and brave. And since our world is reeling from something none of us have ever experienced before, a pandemic which has affected every nation, every economy, every government, every business, every family, I think there's some space for us to be a bit braver. We know an unchangeable person and we enjoy living in his unshakable kingdom. And there's an open invitation this morning to anybody who wants to be bold 
and brave to come to Jesus and let him encourage you to get out of the boat and move in new courage, new bravery, new boldness. And then lastly, and this, this is especially for all our younger members in the room this morning, Jesus says, come to me, little children. The verses are in Mark 10, 13, 14, and 15. And it says, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. And when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. So the last invitation this morning is to all our amazing children in the room and at home. And for all of us, if I can say, just just to come just as we are. To come to Jesus this morning just as we are. But to all our children, Jesus wants you to come to him this morning so he can bless you. So he can place his hands on you. So so he can place his hands not just on you, but on your life. So he can place his hands on your life and so that you can be really, really close to him today. When he is with us in our lives, he promises he'll never, ever leave us. And to all our older children, our, our teens and our youth, just want to say, don't let anything hinder you, keep you away from Jesus. Do not let peer pressure keep you away from Jesus. Don't let social media become your God. If you mess up, don't let guilt drive a wedge between you and Jesus. We've all been there. Don't let guilt drive a wedge, keep you away from Jesus. He's ready to forgive and restore and bring you back again. And he knows the pressures you've been under this year. He knows the pressures you've been under, teens and youth. Your horrible, difficult time in and out of the classroom, in and up and down with the exams. He knows all that. And he loves you. And he's with you. And he's here to help you in every way. And he wants you, children, older and younger, to come close, to receive his love, to receive his forgiveness, to know his peace, to be strong, to be full, to be brave. And we want to pray for you as well this morning. That you'd be able to put everything else to one side and come to Jesus and let him put his hands on you. And that all of us would come like little children this morning, just as we are, without our qualifications, just knowing him, just believing in him and responding to his invitation. So that's what I'm hearing for us these last few weeks. Come to me. It's like an echo in my head. Come to me. Jesus inviting us. Jesus drawing us. Jesus really wanting us to come close to him. Above all the other noise, I'd hear his voice. With all the other demands, that's the one I'll respond to. 
With all the other choices, I'll make that quality choice to come to Jesus, to come to his house, to be part of what he wants to do in our lives. And this morning, we would like to pray for you. One of the things that I know we've missed most is, is just being able to receive prayer, and, and that involves touch sometimes. But what we're going to do in, in finishing our gathering, I'm just going to pray for all of us in the room, and then when we finish the, the broadcast, and we'll just make an opportunity for those who would like to receive something a bit more personal this morning, we will make opportunity for that, because Jesus wants us to come to him. Yeah. Amen. So, Lord, I just want to thank you today that your invitation is loud and clear for us. Come to me. Holy Spirit, I pray you will stir a response in us now as we hear your word to respond and to receive from you whether it's rest and refreshment, because we've been weary, because we are weary, because we're a bit burdened. Lord, you know, and you want to rest and restore and refresh us this morning. Whether it's to be re-founded, re-firmed, re-strengthened, re-secured. Thank you, you can do that today. To fill us afresh. We want to drink deeply of you this morning. Make us bold, Lord. Make us brave. Give us courage, Lord. And Lord, all of us, all our children, all our youth, all our teens, just simply to be blessed by you this morning, Lord, have your hand upon us. We want to thank you. I just want to invite you to, uh, in a moment, just to, to stand to your feet so we know we can pray for you. Um, but firstly, if, if you... If you want to respond, and there might be more than one of these, but just respond to that invitation because there's been a weariness. There is a weariness. There's a burden. And you want to stand this morning and say, Jesus, please, I come to receive your rest, your refreshment. Would you like to stand to your feet now? Rest and refreshing. Been a tough time. He knows. He knows. He loves you. He's for you. It's okay. And then if it's that strengthening, that securing, that refirming, if that's where you're at this morning, would you also like to stand and just say, yeah, Lord, I want to be, stre- I want to be made strong again, secure again. And then it's to say, Lord, I just want to come and drink from you this morning and be refilled and and just know streams of living water flowing from within me. Should be a big response to that one. (laughs) And then then to hear him say, come to me, step out of that boat. I want to give you courage. I want to make you brave. I want to make you bold. And to give you a louder voice. If that's your desire this morning, please again just stand in response. And then lastly, for our children, last but not least, for our children, Jesus wants to bless you this morning. 
I'd love it if our children could just come and perhaps just come and fill this space here if that's possible and maybe mums and dads can bring them because we really want to pray for our kids this morning. Don't be shy. The youngest arrival has just arrived. Sybil, aged two weeks. Hallelujah. Fantastic. Just, just, um, that's a yeah, sit down. That's brilliant. Just sit down with our kids at the front. That was wonderful. Hallelujah. Amen. Many of us are standing, some are sitting. Let's just reach our hands to the Lord this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we're standing before you for different reasons this morning, but we thank you. You invite us to come to you. And I ask you, Heavenly Father, that you'll do something invisible but profound amongst us this morning in answering prayers, in responding to heart cries, in seeing the the longing within us, the stirring within us, and knowing our need and meeting it, that you'd bring rest and peace. You'd bring refreshment this morning. Lord, that you would make us strong this morning and secure us firmly in the house of God built on the word of Jesus. And Lord, you would fill us with your spirit. As we drink deeply, we'll know a fresh new filling for this new season, Lord, that makes makes living water flow from deep within. Lord, you'd embolden us to be courageous, to be brave, to speak up and offer hope. And Lord, for all our children, why don't we all reach our hands out to our wonderful children this morning. Baby James, Katie and Paul, Sybil, all the children, we just bless them, Lord Jesus. We say, Lord, may their lives be secure and solid and blessed. Thank you, Lord, for your big heart for our kids. We pray for our teens and our youth, Lord, this morning. That you'd make them so strong, so secure, so certain, so attractive to their friends. Such a beacon, such a, such a ray of light. We pray for all our teens and youth. Lord, they'll shine brightly for you and all shall go well for them, we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.